Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the edamame I've had stored in my freezer for almost a year. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Sarah Keck. On today's episode, the major arcana, witches in the news, and a spell to Marie Kondo your fucking energy baby. Woo! Woo! Alicia. <laughs> I do. Oh no. Oh no. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So I had an appointment with a psychiatrist today, so I am now officially on antidepressants. What? Air horns here, Marcel. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I it was just something that I wanted to try and cried through the whole thing so don't you guys worry (laughs) (laughs) but so I took my first one today and we'll see how it goes because it's obviously too soon to tell if it's gonna help or not have you ever been on antidepressants before no I had been thinking about it for a while to start it and so I don't know it got to this weird place where I would ask people like in my life not medical professionals who I probably should have asked but like were too scared to and then people would be like nah don't do that like it's not worth it or like if you can do therapy and like get out of it then that's fine and blah 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 it felt like every time I was trying to reach out to get the external support I needed to try this thing I kept getting knocked down and so it ended up being there were like two days a month ago where I just like all I did was cry for like 48 hours straight and like couldn't leave the house or do anything and so that was at the point where I was like okay let me try to do this thing that everyone has not been supporting me to do (laughs) if anything I'm glad I did it because I like being productive and this felt like a very productive thing to do yeah I guess we'll just see what happens I don't I don't know that's like a big check off your checklist for one yeah and that's good and the psychiatrist was like do you want to see a therapist and I was like yes and they were (laughs) like okay well you're gonna see this person and whose name I don't know they didn't tell me whose name they just told me like when to show up and when to go and I was like okay (laughs) And which I'm like, okay, that takes half the hardship of trying to find someone and figure all that out. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they like all my baggage. I don't know. Yeah. This is like I'm on this journey of healing and we'll see if it works or not. Like the I guess the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm pretty like optimistic about it right now. So And the whole other thing, we were talking about this before we started recording, is that mythos if you are an artist, mm-hmm. you're a creative person at all if you take antidepressants then your creative energy is going to dissipate because all of your talent and all of your inspiration and imagination comes from your suffering which i would like to say all together fucking bullshit yeah fuck that i agree fuck that noise yeah one fuck the myth that artists have to be suffering yeah to be interesting or generative in any way for two It's just like fucking scientifically wrong because if Mm -hmm. you're depressed, you're not fucking making any art probably anyway. And if you are, it's probably fucking shit. Yeah. 
Imagine what you could be doing if you have the mental wherewithal and the energy to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Like, imagine what you could be creating if you have the energy to, like, fucking shower and go get a coffee. Yeah. And, like, get to the studio or get to wherever you go writing or, you know, whatever it is that you do. Do do not let this whole idea that, like, oh, everything that makes me special and generative is going to disappear if I go and ask for help. Yeah. Fuck that. And it's like ruined and killed so many amazing oh, artists. Yes. Especially yeah. at our age. Fucking look at us, 27. Yeah, this is the age. This is the age. <laughs> this is the age where you need to get help. But how you doing? How am I doing? I am having a strange time in my life. But I did want to thank everyone that has been engaging, like all of our listeners that have been engaging with me on social media. It's really meaningful. I got like a couple messages last week that are like, oh my gosh, I'm a Virgo's son with a Scorpio moon. I'm your worst nightmare. Or like, yes, you are. I was like, you are. And now I need you to love me. The Scorpio moon is hopeful though, you know. It's fine. We'll get like you. Me. You get me. And you know, everyone in my life that has been so patient with me and so understanding and so gentle. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited. Mallory Porter, our creative director, is going to come visit us in a couple weeks by the time this is aired. Yeah. And then my old roommate, Giovanna, is coming like two weeks after that. And then my parents are coming two weeks after that. So it's like May is going to be a really wonderful and exciting time where I'm going to be surrounded by people that I love and that love me. So I'm excited for spring. Yeah, me too. Fuck winter. Fuck, fuck it. Fuck winter. I'm over it. Let's, let's get into this shit. Let's get into it. So, starting off, is it Major Arcana, Major Arcana, Major Arkvark? <laughs> Arcade Fire? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? I've heard a couple different things. And what's even greater than that is that Alicia and I did a solid five minutes of research when we started this episode trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And no one knows. No one knows. Arcana feels like I worry that it's just my American accent Mm -hmm. where I'm very nasally and everything's like an eh sound, you know? Yeah. And Arcana feels like maybe I'm just attributing some sort of like fancy English diction. That's the one I like, though. Isn't it sexy? I like it. It also reminds me of like arcanine which isn't that like a pokemon version it it's of, a very uh, of also a sexy it's a sexy it was pokemon a sexy looking dog though <laughs> like it was huge dog. yeah it was all fiery, fiery everyone knows dick. i want to be a fire sign and i'm not i'm very watery so i'm just jealous of all my other fire signs oh you're so gooey i'm so gooey <laughs> that's so sad <laughs> So we don't know. And I think that we should just fucking get over it because it's like a Uranus, Uranus situation. Who cares? Yeah. And you can say whatever you want. They're cards. And the tarot cards actually began as a pack of playing cards in the mid 15th century. Which I had no idea. Right? I kept reading about a tarot card game and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? These fucking noobs? Like, what (laughs) is this? So the earliest evidence of a tarot deck used for cardomancy, which is like divination through cards comes from an anonymous manuscript from around 1750, which documented really basic meanings for all the cards used for divination. And like regular playing cards, the tarot has four suits, cups, wands, pentacles, and swords. And each suit has 14 cards, 10 cards numbering from 1 to 10, and then the four face cards, which are king, queen, knight, and then jack or page. But... These cards get extra cards because they're special, special and magical. So the tarot has a separate 21 card trump suit and a single card known as the fool. So 
Tarot is sometimes traced by occult writers to ancient Egypt and the Kabbalah, but apparently there is no documented evidence of any such origin or even the use of tarot for divination before the 18th century. So who's the motherfucker that was like, this card means something and it's about to fuck your life up? Right? I don't know. Someone that was like, I got a lot of these cards. Someone's like, I'm bored playing <laughs> playing fucking solitaire let's just add a few more cards in here give them some meaning i don't know and my favorite part is that like anytime anyone is trying to make something seem like mystical or spiritual they always assign its origins to like ancient egypt or like ancient china because mm -hmm. those are just mm -hmm. like these very woo-woo places they're super woo-woo mm -hmm. and also it's like they're so especially i feel like ancient egypt is so mystified yeah like their written language is in hieroglyphics that it's like there it's like they're spooky fancy a magical place and i i think it's just like silly it is kind of silly i mean they fucking mummified people like that shit's crazy that's spooky as fuck that's so spooky and then we're like okay let's take these mummies and put them in the children's museum <laughs> for children to look at dead people and we're just like oh it's fine it's history they're dead people <laughs> Protect the children. They are our saviors. Like those mummies in Egypt. Let's talk about the heart of the cards. The major arcana. <laughs> that was my segue. Do you like it? <laughs> I'm ready for it. Perfect. Okay, but we got, before we get into this. We got to mention that we are only talking about the cards in their upright position. Because shit, when you start reversing shit, that's bonkers. And I don't want this episode to be that long. No, we I got shit have, to do. We cannot have another astrology episode. No. That was forever. It, was, it took forever. Eight parts. Like, it was insane. We only released two parts. You know, it's like crazy. And then on top of that, the placement of your cards in particular spreads is really important. There's also like relationships between cards. Like this card next to this card means this thing. But then it's like if it's next to this other card, it means another thing. It's crazy. It's so complex and exhausting. And we're not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not doing this today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> I ain't no fool, but you know who is the zero card, the fool. Zero or 22. I can't. I know. Some were like, no, nope, the fool's not the beginner. It's the end one. It's like the Joker, I think. These ancient Egyptians don't know shit. Yeah. About nope. cards. Nope, nope. So the fool is basically both the first and, I guess, the last card of the major arcana. The alpha and the omega. All things begin and end with some dumb fucking dude. So overcompensating. I know. So over it. Here's a fun fact. The major arcana altogether is the story of the fool's journey through life. So you begin with the fool and you can kind of follow along that like each person or each event is his journey on his path. That's so lovely. Isn't it cute? Yeah. So the fool represents new beginnings, excitement, courage, potential. It also represents innocence naivete so is this like me after i graduated from undergrad did you feel like you had limitless possibilities oh yeah with a smile on my fucking face <laughs> how the times have changed i was gonna move to la and make it in the movies <laughs> whoops whoops <laughs> how the turntables so yeah you're on a new path this is like the card that you get after the breakup you get this when you're deciding whether or not to move to new city maybe you get this card because you need some fucking courage some and who's better than courage. yeah a fool <laughs> <laughs> i love that we just made the same joke over each other that was perfect we're so perfectly in sync it's my favorite 
So the next card up is the magician. So the magician is also known as the magus or the juggler. The magician points to the talents, capabilities, and resources at the person's disposal. So this usually means that you need to tap into something to reach and to fulfill your full potential. So you need to check in with your inner witch or your zaddy's wallet or just fucking wake up and look around. Smell the fucking roses. There are so many choices and directions to take. The magician is here to tell you that guidance will arrive through your own intuition or through someone else who brings about change or transformation like your sugar daddy give me some change give me some change couple hundos moving on to card number two the high priestess so the high priestess is a card of mystery stillness and passivity this card suggests that it is time to take a step back and reflect upon your current situation you need to trust your inner instincts to guide you through this moment because the things around you are not what they appear to be don't trust anybody don't trust anyone or yourself or anything or yourself which fun fact i recently met someone who had the high priestess as her business card it was like on the back and with the above description of what the high priestess card means she's either a woman full of secrets and intuition but regardless i know better than to fuck with her because <laughs> i'm not sure what that's about and a woman is a witch that, i mean she's a witch <laughs> That woman is a witch, but I don't know. Full of mystery. Mysterious business card. Mysterious woman. Where'd you get it? It was at one of the anthology screenings, one of the film screenings oh, I went to. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And so I met her and we chatted and she was great. She had the high priestess and I was like, are you into witchy things? And she was like, yes. When I told her that we had a podcast, she was like, oh, I feel tingles. <gasps> I she's know. like, oh, I got full body chills. I know. So maybe she's listening. We don't know. Hi, Sue. So up next is the Empress. The Empress is associated with maternal influence. Oh, and that's the mommy card. That's the mommy card. Mom card. So she is a mother, a creator, and a nurturer. She can represent the creation of life, romance, art, or business. So if you are hoping to become pregnant, the Empress card is the one you want to see in your tarot reading. And if you don't want to become pregnant, you should set an alarm on your phone to make sure that you take your birth control at the same time every day. It matters. But you can also make an appointment online at your local Planned Parenthood. Just letting you know, I don't like to be on the phone either. Good. Now we know. Moving on. The Empress also represents the seed that is being planted of an idea before it is ready to be fully born. So as with a new child or a new idea, this card reminds you that you need to be receptive of change in your life for this new journey. Okay, all right. Okay, planting the seeds. Planting the, spring the seeds. card. It's like the spring card. This too. is all about spring or getting pregnant. Or getting pregnant. Which I guess is kind of about spring. There's probably some more action happening now that there's some sunshine and people are feeling good. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. So who goes with an empress? The emperor. The emperor looks at your stability and security in life. Ugh, a total dad card. Yeah. Your hard work, discipline, and self-control is what brought you here. You are on top of things and everything is under your control. This is like an absolute Capricorn card. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is your dad. This is my daddy. This is your dad. <laughs> he calls me up. <laughs> He actually what, like told me I need to get on top of my taxes. He was like, it's none of my business, but just want to remind you that you need to get your taxes done. And I was like, thank you, daddy. Your daddy's so good. He's not good to me. I bet you could ask him to do your taxes and then that would just finish it. <laughs> He's a good daddy. So you are in charge of your life now. Not your daddy. Not you your daddy. are. You. And you are in charge of setting up your own rules and boundaries. And you need to be cognizant of abiding by those rules and boundaries that you have set. So you're starting a new diet? A new workout regimen? Swore you never date another musician again? Mama, you need to get it together. You need to be true to yourself and your rules that you've set. 
boundaries. You've journaled about it. We all know not to date musicians. Come on, set that boundary up. Yeah. That's what the Emperor card is saying. No musicians, no rappers, no comedians. They're all fucked up. Yeah, they're all very sad people. Sad. They got trauma. And you have enough baggage. Yeah. All right, so next is, how do you even say that? The Hierophant. Hierophant? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like an elephant? I think it's a softer, like a font. Font. I think so, a Hierophant. Hierophant? Hierophant? Hierophant. I guess that's more like elephant. Hierophant. So so this man, this person, (laughs) is most similarly to the Pope or a religious figure. They represent tradition, convention, and then sometimes a marriage in an arranged setup. That's so weird. Yeah, isn't it? So usually this means a teacher or a counselor who will be helping the education of the reader. So it's like more than a guardian, but it's also about your education Mm -hmm. in a particular setup, about the traditions and the structure that's around you and helping you adhere to that structure and learn about that structure. Okay, I'm down with that. Hi, Hierophant. You seem nice. Up next is the lovers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, geez. And it's exactly what you would think it is. (laughs) The lovers represent relationships and choices, which, you know, choices. Look at your choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at your life. Look at your boyfriend. Think about your choices. That's what this card is saying. Usually indicates some decision about an existing relationship, a temptation of the heart, or a choice of potential partners. Often when you receive this card, it means that some part of your life will need to be sacrificed. Your bachelorette lifestyle may be sacrificed by a relationship gained, or one potential partner may be chosen while another is turned down. Womp womp. Bummer. Bummer. It's you. It's not me. It's it's definitely you. Whatever your choice in the matter is, when it comes to this card, you should not take your decision lightly. The ramifications from your choice will be lasting. You gotta think about it, man. Yeah. You can't just like be choosing people willy-nilly on OkCupid. No. I mean, you can. On OkCupid, that's fine. I do like to But I mean, maybe like four dates in, maybe and that's when you can be like, oh, what is, is this a thing? Yeah. Do you have time for this? Me personally, I don't. I have no time for this. I don't. <laughs> I have no time. I have no energy. I'm busy. I'm on Wellbutrin now. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Sorry. I'm out. I'm out of the game. You got places to be? Yeah. You should maybe get on the seventh card, the chariot. Segway for days. That one was a good one. You like that? I so do. the chariot card is a card about overcoming conflict and moving forward in a positive direction. This card tells you that you need to keep going. You need to. Through hard work and commitment, you will be victorious. You just got to believe in yourself. This is the supportive dad card. That is. Here's a story. Really quick. I'll Mm -hmm. keep it tight. Mm -hmm. So when I was applying for graduate school, my BFA mentor, Scott Anderson, once told me, and he is like one of my dads. Okay, cool. At the end of an email, writing one of my letters of recommendation, only you can drive the Tara Keck bus. You are in control of your life, and you need to keep driving it. Only you can drive the Tara Keck bus. And I was like, thank you, one of my dads. Yeah, (laughs) but what if I don't want to be a bus? What if I don't want to be a bus driver? But this is the bus of your life. You got things in it. That's true. Only you can drive it because no one else knows stick. I don't know stick. We need to learn. I can't drive my own bus. (laughs) Well, then that means you need to get some strength, which is the eighth card. Pow! I'm inside of it. Okay. So the strength card is a happy card, which kind of reminds me of Jupiter. I feel like strength and Jupiter go together, right? Because Jupiter is like the lucky and happy planet. Mm -hmm. Strength is the lucky and happy card. Strength predicts the triumphant conclusion of a major life problem, situation, or temptation through the strength of character. So you're going to try and quit 
smoking. You're going to try and quit dating those musicians. Strength card, we're here. Strength seems to be very similar to the chariot card. However, it seems to me that the chariot is about outer perseverance and movement, while the strength card is about knowing you can endure life's obstacles. Inner strength. It's not that the obstacles won't be there, but that you can stand there and take it. This card is like basically a major internal flex of your muscles. So is this the card where there's a huge thunderstorm and you're on like the side of a mountain and you're like screaming to the gods? Yeah, yeah. I can do it. Right. So chariot card is like the sprint. Yeah. Like endurance run of the triathlon of your life. But the strength card is about the weightlifting, right? Like you can pump that fucking iron. In the triathlon of your life, I guess. I don't know what okay. triathlon includes iron pumping. Mm, I don't know. I don't run. <laughs> I have no idea. So I'm this a woman is like, alone. I don't run. This is like the Mufasa coming to Simba mm-hmm. and being like, remember. <laughs> that was really good. Wow. I want to bring it back. Yeah. That was my favorite Disney movie when I was a kid. Me too. Oh! Yeah. And now it makes me cry. I didn't cry when I was a kid. I think it's kind of like Siddhartha's quest where like throughout your life you come to it and it means something different to you each time Mm. based on the point in your life. Are you young Simba? Teen Simba? Are you Mufasa at this time? Like who are you in the, you know, in the many characters of your Lion King journey? I like that. Who are you right now? I'm Scar. (laughs) I'm Pumbaa. (laughs) I just love to eat. Fart. I love to fart. You're a gassy lady. <laughs> I'm a gassy lady, That's too. it. Fucking ripped whoever shares a bed with me. Hakuna Matata, bitch. This is why I should be alone. Like the hermit. Like the hermit. The night card. If you draw the hermit card, you may currently be in a place of introspection or be in need to engage in introspection. You need to draw your attention inward and look for answers within yourself. You are in need of this inner reflection, which is away from the current demands of your life and the situation you are in. Mm-mm, disassociate. Mm-mm, not dealing with my life. Mm-mm. By looking inside yourself, you may be able to find the answers to a problem that you are facing, and you may be able to reconnect with your own inner life. I like that. It's like the step back and chill kind of card. Yeah, step back and chill. Not Netflix and chill. Yeah, step no. Step back and chill. Step back. And really, like, listen to yourself. Because I feel like all the other cards are so cool. Strength, the empress. I'm not the fool. It's cool in meaning, but like no one wants to be like a fool you know but the hermit kind of has a negative connotation to it and so it's interesting that it's just like nah this is for all our introverts out there take a step back self-evaluate continue on yeah right well where are the answers right in in life I feel like a lot of times you already know the answers. You're just not at a point psychologically or emotionally to either accept them or to truly understand them. Yeah, which actually leads to the Wheel of Fortune, card number 10. The Wheel of Fortune mostly deals with the ideas of destiny, fate, chance, and change. If this card pops up in your reading, it means that you will have to confront some sort of change. This is the card that says if you're rich, you may lose money. And if you're on the poorer side, like us, you may gain some money. This sounds like... <laughs> a good card to give get. me this card please even if the change isn't financial the change is coming towards you and it will be up to you if you can accept this change and adapt or if you will resist this change and try to fight it which will probably not work out if you try to fight this yeah i was looking at our notes before this meeting mm-hmm. these cards are trying to talk to us call us up and be like all this change is happening in your life you can't run from it and if you try to run from it or ignore the things that are going on in your life it's not gonna gonna go well yeah it's gonna go 
actually very bad. That's kind of life, right? changing and growing and adapting to new things. Stagnation and is a is a stinky, dirty, dusty place. Yeah, so it's kind of like the moment you're just staying in one place, it's going to be a lot harder for you to feel comfortable adapting and stuff. But even though it's uncomfortable adapting, it's just part of what sucks and is great about life. Mm-hmm. Up next is justice, lady justice, I flex. or you man can't justice, see. or person justice, or person justice, dog justice. No, no. When you have the justice card in your reading, it is telling you that all actions have consequences and that things are about to be brought into balance. It can mean it is time to stand tall and strong against the things that might be trying to throw you off balance. Justice is primarily concerned with truth and fairness. Sounds very Libra. This is the Libra card. And what's next? The Scorpio card? The hanged man? (laughs) Here we go. As a man being hung from the noose and the gallows is a man who really has a lot to lose. But I'm chuh. Thank you. These are the jokes. These are the jokes. What's the deal with airline food? (laughs) This card suggests the ultimate surrender, sacrifice, or being suspended in time. This is the card that will allow you to take pause and gain new perspectives. Sometimes that means letting go, and that's something you will be confronted with when you happen upon this card Mm. so what comes after being hanged davy jones locker the real scorpio card (laughs) (laughs) okay i feel like this is the most misunderstood tarot card in the deck right i don't know you're about to tell me i'm terrified fucking but don't worry okay okay because we're about to get to the real big baddies in like two cards from Mm. now okay this card don't worry about this card okay fucking mm -mm. calm down okay you're fine you've been through this so many times this is not the end of the world So after a period of pause and reflection with the hanged man, the death card symbolizes the end of a major phase or aspect of your life that you realize "Ah," is no longer serving you. Mm. Right? So opening up the possibility of something far more valuable and essential. This card is the Pluto card. It's a Scorpio card. It symbolizes transformation, making way for the new and the end of something old. Right? That makes sense. This is not getting the grim in the tea leaves. This is not the grim in the tea leaves. Right? We're about to get to it. Your anxiety should be high, but you should not be ready for the panic attack. Okay, great. You are in a time of transition, my baby. And it's best to embrace it, even if it's painful. Because again, as we've said before, if you resist, do not resist. If you resist these necessary endings, you will definitely experience pain. And it will be longer and it will be slower. You got to rip off the band-aid. So this is like a fun death, like if you watch the movie Coco. Yeah, it's like a fun like musical death. Okay. So after that, you got real hyped up. You're like, oh no, it's a death card. Don't worry, because number 14 is temperance. Okay. The calm before the storm. Temperance is a card of moderation, patience, harmony. This card can also be a warning to temper your behavior. Okay, it's a reminder that irreconcilable opposites can be reconciled. Okay, that's cool. Okay, temperance encourages the reader to take the middle road and avoid extremes. Okay, you can calm down. Okay. Chill. Chill out. Fuck out out because here it comes the devil. The devil is next? The devil's back. Oh my God. Here he is. Okay. So the devil usually depicts Baphomet. We know Baphomet. You know that whole thing with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, that whole like sculpture thing. Baphomet, who originally represented the balance between good and evil, male and female, the human and animal. However, more recently, this figure has been linked to the occult and has become a scapegoat for all things considered, in quotes, evil. Mm -hmm. The devil symbolizes negative habits, unhealthy relationships to either people or pleasure, an ill-tempered person, or a struggle 
struggle with addiction. It also represents your shadow or darker side and the negative forces that constrain and hold you back from being the best version of yourself. You're keeping yourself from your best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. When the devil shows up in a tarot reading, see it as an opportunity to bring these negative influences into your conscious awareness so you can then take action to free yourself from their hold. This is like the AA of cards. Is this the you need help card? Yeah, but the first, you know, step is admitting to yourself that you have a problem. That's true. Step number one. And then all of our friends come in with their intervention banner and they say, Alicia, we've written you letters. Oh, I would love that if my friends wrote me letters. Letters about your addiction. If anyone wants to write me a letter. <laughs> I don't care if it's about my addiction or anything. Please, I love mail. I love getting mail. Those little stamps? <gasps> the fact that you'll pay like 50 cents for me? Oh, we should write each other letters. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> We live too close. That does not make sense. But anyway, that fan mail can make it towards card number 16, which is the tower. This is the big baddie, guys. This is the big baddie? The devil wasn't the, the big baddie? The devil was not. He was the beginning. The beginning of bad? The beginning of bad. This is where he lives. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't want to do this to you. But it's here. You can't avoid it. So the tower represents a sudden and massive change. An upheaval. The tower is chaos. Chaos? In the picture, the tower is someone falling off of a flaming tower. What? Jumping to their fucking death. What? Right? It's terrifying. Okay. So you've gotten the tower card in your spread. It means an intense and destabilizing rift in your life. But it also means revelation an awakening. Here's the deal. Witches, you will have to abandon the past, which may mean the loss of money, security, and short-term happiness. Oh, I know. That short-term happiness. That Marlboro light. Oh, tastes so good. There is no escaping it. Change is here to tear shit up, create chaos, and destroy everything in its path. But you know what comes after the forest fire? I don't. The regrowth of your internal forest within. Oh, the star? Oh, the star. The star. Oh. The star symbolizes out there. I don't know the rest of the words. Is that from Fifle? Yes. Where it's like him and his sister and they're singing to the same moon. That reminds yeah. me of my little brother every time I watch it. That's very cute. Right? That's okay. adorable. Enough about me. The star symbolizes hope, inspiration, optimism, and purpose. You have worked past hardships of the tower card and you are ready to embrace what comes next. You're entering a peaceful, loving phase in your life filled with calm energy, mental stability, and more in-depth understanding of both yourself and others around you. This is a time of significant personal growth and development as you are now ready to receive the many blessings of the universe that's what my mom always tells me after every breakup she's that like the you gotta grow a little and become a better version <laughs> of yourself is that what this card saying damn no well just like it, you know damn, it's like well you can really work on yourself and you know like yeah. really rediscover your connection to yourself but you know what else is in the sky with the stars the mm. moon i almost said deception <laughs> so the moon. The moon. So the moon symbolizes, mm, I'm tired of this, deception, illusion, but also intuition, but also anxiety, and also fear. The moon is nothing like the star. I was tired. You know, thought we were done with this, you know? So the uh. moon represents your fears and illusions and often comes out when you are projecting fears into your present and your future based on your past experiences. Here we go. We're already past the tower card. You gotta let it go. And I know it's hard 
I know it's hard. He's got a new girlfriend. She looks a lot like that girl he was suspiciously spending a lot of time with before you broke up. You lost your job that you thought was your dream job. But don't you want something or someone that fills up your heart instead of drains it like a beer tap at a shitty startup? You deserve it. Also, pay attention to your dreams. What are they trying to tell you? Your subconscious is actively trying to get in touch with you. Be careful of making fast decisions when the moon appears because you may later realize you only had half the information you needed. You need to listen to and trust. I know it's hard. Ooh, it's so hard. Trust. It's a vulnerability. Trust your intuition so you can see beyond what is in front of you. Look beyond the veil, beyond the kimono of your life. You really have a way with words, and I'm, like, very mesmerized about how you speak right now. Oh, thanks. I'm just, like, on the verge of a psychotic break. Let's move on to what else is in the sky, Alicia. The sun. Oh, it's here. It's outside. Can you get a tan line? The sun indicates satisfaction, radiance, success, joy, and everything is looking up. Oh, finally, my foundation is going to match the rest of my face. You are in a position where you can share your highest qualities and achievements with others. Radiate who you are and what you stand for. Shine your love on those you care about. The sun connects you to your power base. Not fear-driven, egotistical power, but the abundant inner energy radiating through you right now. This is like the fully realized beautiful Leo. Like the Leo that's gone through therapy. Yeah, the Leo that knows they're great but doesn't need to show everyone that they're great. They can just But everyone let, just senses it. Yeah, they feel it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best type of Leo. Should be the only type of Leo. I would like it. We should get rid of Leo the Leos. <laughs> Drag him. <laughs> That's a little judgmental of you. Yeah, so card number 20 is judgment. This sounds like the card right up our fucking alley. The judgment card. I love to gossip. We love to gossip. So judgment symbolizes awakening, renewal, and inner calling. Well, all right. That makes us sound like fucking saints right now. <laughs> I'm here for this. I know. All my chakras aligned. It can mean that you have to face a challenge head on and make the changes required to succeed. So no pussyfooting around Tara. You got to do your taxes. Fucking did you talk to my dad? Papa Keck said. <laughs> no. You got to do it. No. You are ready to be judged and come out the other side. It is time to let go of the things that are holding you back and step forward into your future. Judgment pops up in a tarot reading when you are close to reaching a significant stage in your journey. You have reviewed and evaluated your past experiences and have learned from them. Okay, and I like this card a lot better. Okay. So judgment isn't a judgy card. It's like a constructive criticism. Yeah. It should be renamed as constructive criticism. Oh man, I'm feeling like really cleansed at the end of this. Like I'm feeling like I'm really like a part of everything like connected. I'm, I feel super connected to like the universe and the whole world the world <laughs> so she's doing jazz hands card number 21 holy shit it's like a psychic how did you know how did I know symbolizes completion perfection recognition and travel a vacation card I'm ready I'm ready spring break it indicates a happy end to a project it will be accompanied by well-earned praise celebration and success <laughs> someone just tell me how good I'm doing I just need someone to tell me I'm doing okay you're doing really great you are doing so well right now thanks you are welcome so the world could represent a graduation, a marriage, the birth of a child, or achieving a long-held dream or aspiration. You have finally accomplished your goal or purpose. Everything has come together and you are in the right place, right time, doing the right thing, achieving what you have envisioned. If loose ends still remain, the world card asks you to bring them to completion. 
In doing so, you will clear the space for new beginnings and opportunities to emerge. Wow. So it's like the fool meets all these people. So we like empress, high priestess. Hierophant. Hierophant. Talks to all these people and then sort of cycles through the most powerful to like the least powerful. And then like goes through this horrific, terrifying change. And then comes out the other side to like these increasingly large and powerful luminary bodies mm-hmm. of like connecting to the stars, the moon, the sun, the universe, the world. Yeah. It's very Buddhist. Yeah. They're very enlightened. So yeah. the whole point is like he grows and changes and adapts yeah. and then becomes a more enlightened human being. Shit, we all the fool. We're all the fool, baby. Well, I guess that brings us to... Witches in the news? <gasps> Witches in the news! Speaking of fools, supermarket responds to frozen aisle haunting. Oh, I'm ready. An employee at a Massachusetts market basket grocery store claims to have spotted a Victorian-era ghost haunting the food aisle. What's she doing there? I don't know. If I were to be haunting a grocery store, though, the food aisle is definitely where I would be. Like, you would find me there. That makes so much sense. I know. I'd be by the bakery. I'd be I'm like, what's over here? What? What's this? What, what you making? Look at these newfangled canned goods. Oh, these cakes cookie cakes anyways the employee said the ghost looked a little melancholic and a little angry as well so they probably didn't have the dessert she wanted like in stock or something that's what i would guess no vegan options in 2019 i'm on the keto diet The woman posted about the ghost sighting on social media, which led Massachusetts CBS Local to cover the story. And although Market Basket Grocery Store is down with the free publicity, a spokesperson for the company commented, as far as we know, all of our stores are ghost free. They also said, but if there's anything to the ghost rumors, she's probably attracted to our Victorian era prices. Do you want to kill yourself? (laughs) I literally laughed out loud when I read that. I was so fucking amazed. It's the best thing I've ever read, actually. Oh, my God. Stop the podcast. <laughs> this is our next commercial break. Fucking. <laughs> 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 this was Tara's tower card. She just jumped out the window. She's done. She's over it. Get me out of here for, for these fucking dad jokes. That's amazing. I just like blessings onto her and her house. <laughs> Exactly. Good choice to be in a grocery store, I think. Up next in Witches in the News is terminally ill Harry Potter superfan had the funeral of her dreams. So this story popped up in an article that I read recently, but upon further investigation, it's actually a few months old now. But I thought it was so touching that I wanted to share it in our segment anyway. So don't judge me that it's a little dated. So Veronica Leaning was a 78-year-old woman in the UK who had been battling with lung and bone cancer. She died back in September of 2018. Her one last wish before she died was to have a Harry Potter themed funeral. Her coffin was made several years before her death and it was painted in each of the Hogwarts house colors and I also read that they actually contacted Warner Brothers to make sure that they wouldn't get sued or anything about the rights of burying her in this casket. Veronica has said that she thinks J.K. Rowling is amazing and she has put together one of the most fabulous stories that Veronica has ever read. J.K. Rowling even knew about Veronica being a super fan and Rowling wrote a letter of condolence back when Veronica's husband husband had died so she was a super fan for years and years and years she said she loved the movies she loved the books she just loved all of it so her coffin was carried into grimsby crematorium to the music of hedwig's theme from the harry potter movies many people who came to her funeral dressed up a couple even dressed up as professor dumbledore and professor sprout many people wore gryffindor ties and scarves and people even carried wands with them at her funeral 
Before she died, Veronica had said, I don't want my funeral to be a sad and boring occasion. I want people to have a nice time and enjoy some of the things that I loved in life. I'm like not crying, but like the tears are forming. Yeah. It's so moving. And I'm like, oh. And everyone was saying like she was like one of the good ones. She was just such a really wonderful lady. So I'm really glad that she could bring a little like cheer and wackiness to her funeral. And it was like her final wish. And I just found that like really touching. So I wanted to share it with all of you. So how like innocent Mm -hmm. and gentle and truly playful. Yeah. This is what I want you all to be doing with me. Yeah. The last time we're together. Mm -hmm. I know. Her eyes are watery. Shut up. It's okay. Well, to end it, back on a a funnier note, a Kentucky man sues Hampton Inn, saying manager tried to force him to be spiritually cleansed. Okay, all right. We can fuck with this, right? I can fuck with this. It's not a funeral. Let's take a breath. It's okay. Oh, down in where? Down in Kentucky, baby. Jason Fields filed a lawsuit against the hotel manager at the Hampton Inn that Jason worked at. Jason has stated that when he was hired, he told his manager that he was going through a divorce, to which she said that his marriage problems were probably because he had demons. <laughs> the hotel manager allegedly told Jason that he had to be cleansed if he were going to work for her and described the process to be similar to an exorcism. <laughs> Apparently, the hotel manager gave Jason a packet of nine pages of questions to fill out. And these questions included, what is your church background? Were you a planned child? Have you personally ever had psychiatric counseling? Have you ever made a pact with the devil? And other questions that were completely inappropriate for a person seeking a minimum wage job. Jason refused to turn in the packet of questions or go to a cleansing at the hotel manager's church and even other ministry members would go to the Hampton Inn lobby when Jason was working and pray for Jason, even in front of other hotel guests. Oh my god. Even in front of other hotel guests. Jesus fucking Christ. So Jason sued, and we have yet to hear of the outcome of this lawsuit yet, but shit, dude, that's fucking crazy. Oh my god. (laughs) Can you fucking imagine? Okay, so didn't Marcel say that when he was a kid, an old woman at his church told him that he was like possessed by the devil? Wasn't there a story? It was something like that, yeah. And the conviction of some people yeah to be like i'm helping you yeah it's so fucked up it's so weird that's so crazy i mean at least it's kind of funny i don't know if it'd be funny in kentucky that's though that that's business. new york funny yeah i know yeah i don't know if i can know about kentucky yeah Ooh. i mean i think it's very funny for new york but for kentucky eh questionable i mean we could all use a little bit of cleansing right yeah so speaking of cleansing speaking of cleansing our final segment we're toning down here at which, yes. Namaste, Namaste. Namago. Namago. So, it's spring. By the time this comes out, you've done your taxes, and it's time to get the rest of your life in order. For you, I have a witch's spring cleaning house purification spray. Ooh. Right? Okay. Here I am with my fun, relatable witch content. Is this Febreze? It's like a cleaning spray. Okay. That is also blessed and cleansed. Oh, perfect. So I got this spell from Sylvia, who is, I don't know if I'm saying it right, and I'm really sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but it's Leo Rune witchcraft or Leo Drune witchcraft. So I'm just going to read verbatim what she has because I don't want to fuck it up at all. So she says, a great way for a witch to multitask is to combine house cleaning with house cleansing magic. And what we're going to do basically is we're going to combine green witchcraft with household cleaning supplies. I hope this doesn't make like mustard gas or something. Holy shit, what if it doesn't oh bug it? No, gosh. we're going to, sorry, internet, just know better, okay? Ah. 
Okay. So give the floors an initial sweep with a regular broom. And what I was always told is that you shouldn't sweep from the doorway in because that sweeps in bad luck and bad energy and bad spirits. You're supposed to sweep from the center of your house out the doors. So that pushes the bad magic and bad energy and bad luck out your house, but doesn't bring any in. Mm. Okay. So we're going to make a lavender lemon rosemary natural cleaning spray. That sounds nice. Isn't it? It sounds very peaceful. So it's basically a surface cleaning and homemade herbal cleaning spray. And you can use this to clean surfaces in the kitchen bathroom. And it has great energy cleansing properties, which you can use basically anywhere. So this is what you're going to need. Eight ounces of distilled white vinegar. Mm, That's stinky protection and fire magic. Six ounces of distilled water. Hope you got a little measuring cup. You can get them at Whole Foods. Please endorse us. Two ounces of rubbing alcohol or vodka. Doesn't matter what flavor. I don't know. Let me know how it goes for you. I feel like you need to stick in the lavender, lemon, rosemary like area. Lemon vodka. That's yeah. like pretty easy to find. I feel like you can't do anything too weird. Or it's yeah. Gonna... Ooh, cupcake vodka. Ew. Ew. Do you remember like all those like seasonal yes. like Christmas vodka? Like yes. fucking pumpkin spice vodka? Get out of here. Yes. Do you want to die? A little. Fuck it. Every moment of my life. Five drops of lemon essential oil, which is for spiritual opening and purification. Cool. Ten drops of lavender essential oil, which is for peace, harmony, and happiness. I need some. And sleep. And sleep. (laughs) Cleanse me. Five drops of rosemary essential oil, which is for protection and removing negativity. I like that. Because it's April and I don't have time for your negative energy. Mm Mm-hmm. In like a lion out like a lamb, baby. We're busy here. Busy. So you're going to mix all this stuff together and you're going to put it in a spray bottle and get to work. Okay? So you're going to spray it all around and clean up your shit. Next thing I have two. Here you go. Sadness and stress be gone. Herbal room spray. Two sprays for the price of one. Two sprays? I thought we were only getting one. I know. I'm here to spoil you. Oh my goodness. So a homemade herbal room spray is a relatively easy way to incorporate magic into your house. This particular recipe is also an excellent alternative to smoke cleansing. So do you have an allergy to sage? Are you nervous that you're... Asthma. Yeah, asthma. Are you nervous that you're going to light shit on fire? Are you afraid of fire? Fire bad. Are you Frankenstein's monster? Are you under the age of 18? Are you under the age of 18? should not be using fire. Don't go to Yankee Candles. Yankee Candles will one day go to you. Stay out of the mall. Mm -hmm. You don't have money. No. Save it. Go to college. Yeah, go to college, guys. So here we go. Sadness, stress, be gone, herbal room spray. One tablespoon of witch hazel, which relieves sadness and wards off evil. One cup of distilled water. You need to Google how to distill water. I think you just leave it out for a while. Ten drops. <laughs> like in the movie Signs. Yes. Okay. Ten drops of sage essential oil, which is for powerful cleansing. Really powerful cleansing. Ten drops of rose essential oil, which is for domestic peace and happiness. And ten drops of chamomile essential oil, which is for reducing stress, restful sleep, and calmness. You're going to mix it all together and put it in another spray bottle, two spray bottles in your life. Spray it for magical aromatherapy on your bed, on your dining table, or anywhere that you need to uplift your energy. Do not spray it into your eyes, into your mouth. Do not eat this. Can you spray it on other people if it's not near their eyes? Like fucking kitty bad. Spray it in your boyfriend's face. Oh, yeah, maybe you can. This one doesn't have vinegar in it. Okay. I'm going to spray my boyfriend. Why are you eating my cupcakes? That's it. That's it. We did the episode. We did it. It's done. Stop listening, except for this final part where I want to tell you to rate, review, and subscribe. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. Please. We want to fuck with that algorithm. Which yes. Which yes podcast. If you want to reach us, if you want to reach us on Instagram, you can reach us at which yes. I've been having such an awesome time engaging with all of you. It's super. Okay. Let me tell you guys though, the which yes Instagram is fucking lit. <laughs> like with that poll you did. Oh God was so funny was to it? see people's responses yeah. i loved I, it i enjoyed it thoroughly just watching it and then i was like who are these nuts that listen to our podcast i love them i know you guys are great it's so fun and also just like big shout out to everyone that's been emailing us at witchespodcast at gmail.com sending us stuff they're interested in sending us you know questions and also like concerns about like different topics we've covered and like different you know facets of topics we've covered people like kaya people like miriam that are just like hey thanks so much for making this i'm really interested in this like i'm really interested in like herbal magic i'm really interested in tarot i'm really interested in like the socioeconomic importance of crystals like this is all stuff that we want to cover and hearing your interest in it is just makes us want to do it even more that's true and also shout out to steve kent for their donation if you guys are interested in donating all you have to do is when you're listening to the podcast just scroll past that beautiful blurb that we always write each week alicia writes that i write and work hard on and it will send you to a link on pinecast where you can make a donation which is awesome because even a five dollar donation pinecast costs like five dollars per month so you're basically paying it so that our producer doesn't have to pay out of pocket just for us to put an episode up yeah we pay for all of this yeah yeah we're entrepreneurs basically (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and then we also have some other people to thank yeah we would like to thank Mallory Porter our creative director Marcel Perez our producer and editor and Kevin McLeod for giving us the intro and outro music that we use all the time exactly that one that one that hot beat if you didn't know it's that one and this has been which Which, yes. yes